Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the heroes discovered a trove of maps and information further linking the drow and Dremendor. They collected the newfound knowledge and pressed on to free the Dark Elves' slaves. The arrival of a friendly force secured a total victory, so the party rested before activating the Dwarven Runestone that would teleport them to the outskirts of Umberstone, where a mysterious group eagerly awaited their return. Are these snow-covered strangers friend or foe? Find out now. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, Feeling leveled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're close. You're getting close. there. Uh, you're. Uh, yeah, I know you're desperate to level up. Um, you guys uh, have a have a good week. Anything to think about? Um, yeah. This session. Oh, I thought I thought we could. Yeah, talk about. We could talk about leveling up and what you what you got, but you're not quite there yet. Mm. Uh, Cull Show grew a sweet beard, right? Yeah, overnight. Overnight. Big, big bushy one. Thanks to his uh, fancy dwarven well, belt. Is it, I mean, so now on one of your pictures you had Jason Momoa as your kind of idea, and he has a beard, but it's bigger than that, right? Much bushier than what he had. Well, yeah, I'm presuming since it's it's a, a dwarven belt that it's yeah. very stereotypical. It's bris- big, hard, bristly, yeah. like all the way down. I could probably braid it. So oh. many opportunities to do things here. You should keep it and braid it. Wouldn't that be awesome? You're going to have to keep it because you're going to spend all that time chopping it off. And then boop, it's right there, back there the next day. It's going to be really annoying. I don't know. After you do that like three times, you're going to be done. But he, no, I think Cole Show would power through more times than that. I think he's got, yeah. So once you shave it off, I mean, does the beard itself still exist? Like, could I start collecting it? I I suppose it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. just weird. Like, but I don't. <laughs> why are you asking? <laughs> God. A hundred years from now, someone's nice going to find your uh, bag of holding and it's just going to be full of <laughs> beard hair. hair. I don't know. I could, I could make some sweaters out of it. Uh, <laughs> but it's keep, all my keep hair. Guys warm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's weird. Uh, but <laughs> I'd say go for it. You can sell pillows. Uh, yeah. Oh, that sounds be the Ashmorian awesome. pillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> it is all natural beard hair. <laughs> My own. I grow it every morning. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clean. I mean, every day it's fresh beard. It's, fresh yes, beard. That's fresh true. Fresh beard every day. Fresh magical beard. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, but you did shave it off, right? I, I, did, I did. Yeah. And it's in my bag. Uh, that's awesome uh great well that that that's the part i wanted to talk about before we got started here because that that was uh, important things the the coolest part of that belt um and uh we have some some dice stuff right who's who's got the dice i've got the dice what do you got there i've got the moss green with yellow nice and uh hopefully they work out well for you today uh, we shall see. We shall momentarily see. When yeah, I'm your shoot. your luck has been all over the place. <laughs> like up it's and down. It's very hot and cold. <laughs> it's better than the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You Where it was a, just cold. It's just <laughs> all cold. I've got I got a uh, message from one of our listeners that is in one of my games that was giving me play by play of what Thora was rolling, and she felt so bad. Oh, Thora rolled a three. Oh, she rolled an eighteen, <laughs> and then a sixteen. <laughs> Keep on telling it. It'll get better here. Just hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's uh, hard not to be streaky sometimes with these rolls, uh, you know. And I feel I've been pretty lucky. Um, you guys have been all over the place. Yeah. Um, well, except for Bjorn. 
Lucky. No, I've missed a few <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, you did. I'm, I'm busy thinking of something. <laughs> He's missed a few times. A few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did have a little bit there yeah. last time or the week before, maybe. We'll hire a bard to write a lament for you. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they put Sir in yeah. my name. Uh, well, Kulsho is going to be using the moss green and yellow dice this game. And uh, you can win those dice. If you haven't already entered in a previous week, go to DungeonPatrol.com slash dice to enter, and you'll be eligible, and you might get lucky and win these. And oh, so lucky. Yeah, so, so lucky. Uh, if you don't want to wait, you can always go to GameScience.com and choose your own dice. Uh, select your ink colors, um, customize them any way you want, and there's a code that you can use to get some percent off. A $20 order, 10%. There Who's got is. the code? We all have it. We all have it yes. memorized. So let's do it in ritual fashion. I'll chant it. Okay. Ready? Go. 39DP19A. Oh, my God. We just summoned a demon. <laughs> uh, so... That's the code to use to get 10% off any order of $20 or more at GameScience.com. Or if you're lucky, make sure you're entered just once at DungeonPatrol.com slash dice to winter, to winter, to win and enter, enter to win, uh, call shows dice from this game. So that's all the business I had. Anything else before we get rolling? No, I think we've got think, big stuff to do here. I think we're yeah. ready to adventure. Yeah, so you guys use your rune stone from the dwarves, and you, after a, a shopping spree in falling water, you return to the obelisk that's a few miles outside of Umberstone. And you heard a voice and saw some figures approaching through the snow. Is that right? Is that, that where is we left off? Right. Ah, oh, you were all excited about that. All too familiar voice. <laughs> I'm going to put it up on your map now. And tell me if you can see it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Awesome. Wow, oh, we're surrounded. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look so good. Um, but I have a little, little text here to help set the scene. Can you zoom, zoom in a little bit there? I, what do you want to zoom in? I don't know. I can't read any of the names. You want to read their names? <laughs> he wants to. He knows half yeah, of these he, people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Kurlog, what's up? Urog, son of Cargol, and some grim looking battle hardened iron eyes, some that you will recognize, Kul Show, stand around you, covered in a thick layer of new fallen snow. Urog walks forward slowly, and you can see that he has changed. Scars and tattoos now adorn every exposed bit of his rough, greenish-gray flesh, but his eyes reveal that a more fundamental transformation has occurred. You see, he's no longer the timid and uncertain orc from your childhood. He now carries himself with the unassuming confidence of a tested warrior, a leader, and a killer. He stares at you for a long moment as you try to rectify this hulking, thickly-muscled figure with that of the frail youth you left behind. And you realize that he's probably sizing you up in the very same way. Probably getting the same impression, no doubt. <laughs> if you had a friend amongst these cruel and vicious creatures, it was Urag. But it's clear to you that many things have changed. So this is not the uh, or the son of Cargol, or was he? He is the son of Cargol, yeah. But he's not the oldest son. Not the oldest son. That's who I thought was... When you said I heard the voice, so you um you had a uh, one of Cargill's wives kind of took you in and was very motherly in an orcish sort of way uh, with you. Oh, um, and this is her son. Yeah, he wasn't the one that was wanting to kill. No, I've got Oryx finger in my pocket, which <laughs> I was about to bring out. But okay, this changes things slightly. Yeah, you you killed uh, the eldest son, Orok. Um. So he's looking at you, and he, uh, as he approached, he obviously said, you know, shouted, Hello, brother. Urag, what are you doing here? <laughs> so you do recognize me. Barely. <laughs> so as this is all going on, I'm going to kind of back away to that 
um, rock. Like behind the pylon? Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm moving, I'm putting some distance, distance. between me and all of them. I'll, yes. I'll, yeah. It's probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> the just slinks away. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it. I'm like. Hoping the snow doesn't crunch behind, back, underneath yeah. your feet. Just back away. Slow. Oh, look at that over there. <laughs> oh, oh I, did you drop something I over there? I didn't notice that rocky outcropping before. Let's see what that is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it looks like you've been eating well. Yes. Same to you. By the way, mother sends her love. <laughs> so nice <laughs> touching father's still quite angry with you however yes I can understand that you killed his favorite son plunged our clan into chaos I've had to kill most of our brothers just to survive Kalsho uh, I'd say I'm sorry but I wouldn't mean it <laughs> You, your clan ravaged my town, uh, killed my only family. At that point, I'm backing orphan. up slowly yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and out of the way. Everybody just fades away. <laughs> Once I hear that. <laughs> my vengeance on your clan. That's good right there. Had only yeah, started perfect. the day I left. So we're leaving Cole's show in the middle of a circle of eight orcs. <laughs> I was there until I had his back until I heard the, the, the last news. <laughs> uh but he, he looks at you and he's like, he's like, oh, I suppose I should thank you for the opportunity. For now, I am the favorite son, Kalsho. Well, it'd be unfortunate to have to kill you then. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess but this is how orcs talk. Uh, so, yeah, you know. that's true. A lot of, a lot of bragging. I think you're writing a check for the re- all, of the, all of our butts. Yeah. yeah. So what have you come <laughs> here mine. for? Uh, he, he looks at you and he's, he's like, I, I came for that, that you stole the ring father's ring. Ah, no, I think I'm going to keep that. I want you to think about it. (laughs) Instead. It's like, look around you, Kalsho. I've brought the afflicted with me. I was hoping that we could part as brothers still, but I will not hesitate to use them. And you, you can look, and some of them, you know, uh, from from your knowledge, you remember there that uh, those that were chosen by Gedra, which is one of the orcs uh, uh, gods, uh, you know, they they get diseased and they uh, have all these uh, pustules and boils all over their body, and they just love to grapple. That's gross, Jerry. Yeah, poison you and all kinds of stuff. So you know that they're they're. It's just a just a mess. You don't really want to mess with them if you don't have to. So he, uh, you know, you can see that there are a couple of those along with some other faces that you might recognize. Um, and uh, he's he's just looking at you and he's like, I need to receive Cargo's blessing, brother. I need the ring. Someday, when Cargill's bones have been pecked clean by the vultures on the steps of Uruka, I will be chieftain of the Iron Eyes. But I need your help. Give me the ring. Who are the Iron Eyes serving? Word has it that all of the clans are under some banner. Are you working for the humans? Uh, he, he kind of looks at you with a you know faint look of disgust on his face and and he spits in the snow and he's like we've united under raga stone fist who is that he's the he's the leader of the stone fist clan of orcs kind of your ironized big rivals in the orcish world how does that tie in with the forces of drummondor in the invasion of ashmore we have long been called to serve Drummondorf in exchange for being able to roam the plains of northern Drummondor. Mm. And so now you're going to serve in this invasion? I have not decided. Only a few of the Iron Eyes have decided to join Raga. It was an affront to our clan to have Raga chosen to be the war leader 
So I'm going to I'm going to say to to Bjorn Bjorn mind speak him and ask him to to ask if he would fight against them instead. Okay, I will let relay that message. <laughs> so verbatim. Colshill will look distracted while he's like mentally getting these. It's a warm, you know, message. It's not too sudden. It's just a nice little tingle in your brain. <laughs> so since you have not decided, would you serve against them? I must first unite our clan, brother. That is my f- only goal right now. If I get the ring, Cargill names me his successor. And then I will see what is in the best interests of the Iron Eyes. Well, you must understand, I have a new chieftain also. I serve the Queen of Ashmore. Interesting. And I have to consider what's in the best interest of her. As you should. Is this Queen, is she a great fighter? She's the great leader. Hmm. All right, then. I can respect that, Kulsho. But one way or another... I am leaving here with the ring. I don't know that having you as a successor is necessarily the best thing for us. With no successor, the clan would be thrown into chaos, perhaps taking you out of this equation. One will rise. Cargoel has many sons left. Yes, but none of them worthy. And you think I was worthy? You've changed. <laughs> it's like, remember, show when our brothers tormented us, me for being the weakest of Cargold's sons, and you for being his pet human. I watched you. I learned a different way. This is true, one of patience and cunning. But that doesn't make me Orok. Remember, we... We're friends once. We looked out for one another. Uh, this is a lot of conversation for an orc. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, aren't they mentally fatigued at this point? He's like, it's a lot of conversation not. for Cole's uh, show. <laughs> this is about the top of the, this is what you guys have spoken in a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's leaving it up to you. Um, I'm going to turn back and look at my companions who are... <laughs> All right. I'll, I will walk forward. I just smile and smirk and have my... I mean, kind of pull out my cloak yeah. like a no, six-shooter. Like right ne- I'll walk right next to Call Show. And, and and I'll be like, try again. Say, say okay, I give you the ring and, and, you, um, and you will not raise hand against Ashmore troops. And perhaps fight for us, but... Not have to. Just try it. <laughs> Where is Gargul? He's. <laughs> he's I don't know. Oh, my brain. Somewhere. Enough <laughs> questions. Uh, he's back at our clan grounds. He's weak. That is why he was completely overlooked when we were selecting a war leader. Okay, Kalsha. If I give you this ring, I would want an exchange. And what would that be? I want you to vow to me that you will not partake in this war against Ashmore. You have to find a way to serve the best interests of your clan that doesn't involve attacking us. Um, you can see that he's, he's really looking thoughtful. He, he looks around at some of the other orcs, you know, but they're keeping their eyes on you and he's kind of uh, thinking about that. And he's like, I, I can't do that, brother. What I can promise is that I, I will not raise a weapon against you or your friends. It's good enough for me. There's more than us to think about though. Is there? (laughs) (laughs) Hellron the Wise. (laughs) I don't know if that's good enough. Uh, Thora will just kind of shrug at you. 
That does not satisfy my vengeance. They're giving you a decision, and I don't know if it's really good enough. They're making. They're putting you in a bad position. I don't necessarily want to exact vengeance on him, particularly. Um. So, so Thora will will smile at. What's your brother's name? Urag. 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 I think that given some uh, more time for contemplation, you would see that not engaging in this battle against Ashmore is in the best interest of the Iron Eyes clan, and that this is a very simple and expedient promise for you in order to gain this ring. I don't know why you want this ring, but it, it would be very, I think it's a good cha- exchange for you. And I smile and I, I nod, you know, I use the Sullivan nod to, to really sell it. <laughs> uh, he's, he looks at, uh, he looks at you, it looks like he, you know, he understands what you're, what you're saying, but he turns to Cole show and, and you guys really shouldn't be knowing what, what they, what they're talking about because they're, you know, speaking in Orcish. Oh, but, oh, oh, I forgot. Um, but he, he understands you, um, but he turns back to Kulshow and he's, he's like, tell your friend that I must do what is in the best interest of the clan. And that is my only goal. And that may be to not get involved in any war against Ashmore. Excuse me, Urag. Would you say that you leading the clan is in their best interest? Better than most. Then perhaps making this deal would meet your goal. I can take the ring. You could also die here in the snow. That could also happen. That and could... I relish a good death. But that would not be in the best interest of the Iron Eyes clan, though. Don't die here over this. Take the <laughs> ring, make the deal. We part this friends. <laughs> I can't do that. I will allow you to leave in peace, as I have already promised. And I will not raise weapons or any orc under my command. And then he looks around to the other orcs. None Oop. shall harm you. There it is, Kulshow. Or the, your friends. Take the deal. Any orc under his command. But again, that is only us. This is a riveting podcast moment. <laughs> There's a lot of Go silence. ahead and take your time. Talk it over with your friends. Pause. This might be dead silence, but very, it is very, palpable, the, the tension in this room. Tension, yeah. Very patient orcs. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Like, he must have learned something from you. Right. You start what? whistling, kicking at the snow. So, Kulsha, what's the deal with this ring? Just give him the stupid ring. It's not got actual power or anything, right? It is symbolic. That is why I took it. Yes, it's Cargo's already... ring that he gave to Your his symbol son. symbol is endangering us, and we have the chance of making a deal further down the road. And yes, and you've already gotten the vengeance. You keep getting vengeance over and over again. Just <laughs> give up the ring. Stop with the vengeance. Cool what? show. Yeah. I just want to say one thing. This is from your old life. This is your new life. Sometimes you have to move on. You will not raise... Weapons against us or anything under your command. This you vow? This I vow. See, now everyone's happy. (laughs) I'm not happy. I'll reach into my bag and pull out the finger and the ring. Nice. (laughs) I'll remove the ring from the finger. Oh, you're going to keep the finger? See, you get the finger. You get the memento. (laughs) It's all good. I'll look around, scowling at all of them. Okay. And then I'll toss him the ring. Uh, he catches it uh, deftly out of the air. And he's like, looks happy. Uh, puts it, you know, shows it around to the, everyone. And the, all the other orcs are kind of nodding and smiling and grunting at each other. And he slips it on his finger. And he's like, oh, <laughs> thank you, brother. One parting gift for you here and then you see some of the orcs kick forward a smaller figure 
uh, shorter, I should say. And this uh, this figure is uh, strangely uh, broad. Um, and uh, you oh. can tell it's a it's a dwarf, but uh, a really heavily muscled dwarf who's I mean literally almost as wide as he is tall, and he is covered in uh, a bearskin cloak and this okay. massive bushy beard. Do I recognize him? You do not recognize him. Who is this? We found him lying in wait, and it took almost all of us to subdue him. He, and I believe he was mostly drunk at the time. So I give him to you because he was lying here in wait for you and your friends. That is how we knew you would be here. I'll walk over to him. Who are you? Uh, he looks up to you. He's a massive beard. I mean, puts your magical beard to shame. Um, and uh, he looks up and he's like, I'm Craddock Stokefire. We haven't met him before. And why were you lying in wait for us? You killed my brother. Oh. The one that tried to kill us? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I didn't catch all of their names. <laughs> yeah, he was the leader of that group of dwarves that attacked you in mm -hmm. your yeah. uh, first visit to Umberstone. So oh, are you talking about the traitor to your own king? I've been away a long time, so I don't know the details. You should probably get both sides <laughs> of the story there, guy. That's an important detail. Yeah. I'm here for revenge, and revenge is what I shall get. Give me an axe. And I'll take you all on right here, right now. That no. is foolish. No, yeah, no. we're not going to do that. Then kill me. Okay. What is your honor worth? I'll pull out my dagger and walk wait, over wait, to him. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've already sucked up enough spilling <laughs> so, of the day. He's <laughs> so eager to, if people want it, that's what I am they not want. supposed to be the voice yeah, of reason it's just here. Easier. Uh, it's just quicker. Like that's... you're not supposed to be the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but you are uh, <laughs> somehow. We got here. Uh, yes. We uh, we are working for your king, and apparently your brother is a traitor to the crown, attempting to uh, avoid the king's alliance with Ashmore. There's no vengeance if you're going to uh, stand up for this traitor. You Are you also a traitor to the king? You would only be continuing the dishonor of your house. Like I said, I didn't have the details, but I understand that our alliance with Ashmore is no more. Okay. Well, we're about to secure it, I believe. I think we should just kill this guy. I think we should take him See, back to the king. It's Thor just down the it. way. Yeah. <laughs> Thor gets it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good idea. Uh, he uh, he takes uh, he reaches into his cloak and he pulls out a big uh, big uh, ale skin and he takes a big swig. He's like, "Which one of you wants to die first? I'm gonna pull out some rope. Okay, and we're tying you up. So now would be a good time for initiative, I guess. Yeah, okay. he's not going to let you just tie him up. We should just kill him. Should have let me kill him. I agree. Alrighty. That is phenomenal. Craddock Stokefire. Stokefire. Oh, Craddock. What have you done? Craddock short-sighted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. But at this point, you know, he feels awkward. Like, if he was to believe our story, he's already gone down too far, and he can't turn back now. It's just... And he, he might be <laughs> slightly inebriated. You don't... Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, the, the orcs caught him here. He'd been drinking heavily. Uh, Why do you think I'm a teetotaler? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Bjorn, what did you get? Uh, 17. 17. Aleron. 27. Wow. wow. That's about as high as you can get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Thora. Almost. Nine. Almost. 
Uh, Cult show. 19. Oh, some nice, nice rolls there. Okay. So you guys start getting rope out of your pack to tie him up. Um, the orcs just kind of kicked him forward and he, he doesn't have a weapon on him uh, that you can see. Um, but he just kind of stands up in the snow and obviously is, is preparing for a fight. And Alron, you're up. Okay. I'm going to say shadows bind. And in his mind's eye, the shadows are going to reach up in horrible formations. And he gets to make a will save. Will save. Interesting. Or wisdom save. Wisdom, yeah. Uh, that is a 14. Okay. He is paralyzed. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was fast. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Like, I guess him. I should have brought some friends. Yeah. Uh, okay. The whole not having a weapon was a dumb thing to start out with. <laughs> calling us out. You should have known better. Uh, now it's his turn. Can I do anything? Do I get to roll again? Um, I don't think the first round you do. I'm done. On, on this round, yeah. Okay. Uh, call show. You're up. I walk over and tie him up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's tied up. Uh, pretty pretty tightly. And uh, you see uh, Urag is, you know, just kind of laughing. And you can hear him saying orcish, like, uh, why didn't we do that? <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of uh, Craddock. Let's go take you to the king and get to the bottom of this. So hopefully you wrote a little bit more for this episode. It's like I, I spend five hours re- researching grappling and uh, how I can use that. I'm, I'm going to say to Craddock in the Dwarvish, uh, this is best for you. You need to uh, maybe sober up and rethink this. We'll bring you to the king and hopefully he'll be just. But don't be stupid. And Kolsha will look at you. Oh, I really can understand that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you tie up Craddock, uh, say your parting, parting goodbyes to, uh, to your brother. Um, yeah, I'll turn, look at him. I hope we don't meet again. I hope we do brother. Mm. Chest bump. (laughs) No. Let's go. Okay. So uh, they wander off into the snow, and you guys are dragging Craddock behind you and presumably heading for Umberstone? Yep. I'm going to be lecturing him on the teachings of Ilo regarding inebriance. I'll <laughs> okay. translate for you. Uh, why, why, don't you why don't you roll? If you guys are going to try to persuade him, uh, why don't you do like a group uh, persuasion check or something? <laughs> I'm new in Ilo's teachings. <laughs> not good, huh? Yeah, I'm probably not going to be doing persuading. Okay. Oh my god, I don't. You, know, you could intimidate. I mean, that, that works too. Intimidate him to belief. Yeah. To believe oh, you know. Uh, well, not not to believe in Ilo, but to, oh. you know, calm. To oh, calm okay. down. Okay. A little better. That. Yeah. I'm oh sure. yeah, that is really good. That is a. Um, we said persuasion. Mm-hmm. I got the 26. Wow. Wow. You just take Ajax out and like calm him. The therapy yeah. goat. Therapy goat. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's goat. really good, actually. Um, anybody else beat that? No. No. Yeah. I'm still just over this whole, I didn't think orcs could parlay and I'm just blowing mine right now. Yeah, I did have a, you know, more of a speech uh, from him prepared where, you know, he, he talks about how a little bit more about how he learned from, you know, hanging out with Cole Show and that oh, he's, sweet. he's, uh, he's a smart orc. Almost he looks like, he looks up to you, huh? Yeah, this, this is a, that's something we should cultivate. That's, that seems positive in terms of orc stuff. Yeah, that could affect the right. whole clan. I did not kill him. There you go. Yeah. It's cultivated. <laughs> I really, I really wanted. I think, I think I achieved it. I really wanted you to have to make a, you know, sort of an agonizing yeah. decision on that. Um, well, I, I was going to kill him, but the logic I was trying to use on him, it occurred to me, you worked on me because 
I realized if I died in the snow, then we would ruin the whole dwarf thing. <laughs> now you're getting it. <laughs> exactly. Keeping yourself alive is the I'm horribly priority. I'm horrified about the whole, all of yeah. it. It's going to keep me up until, up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, uh, you arrive, um, you approach the massive black gates, um, and uh, Thora is winding up or wrapping up her speech to uh, the obviously uh, uh, drunken dwarf with you. Um, you know, he's been babbling on to and how he's been in the deep mines, you know, and he just he just learned that his brother had been killed by some uh, outsiders and he rushed to the surface and, you know, got plastered and started, you know, I can see how that would be a very um, shocking kind of development for you. Right. He just kind of took off to the, you know, found out, um, you know, where you guys might be uh, appearing next and went out there, camped out, was uh, waylaid by these by these orcs that arrived, uh, put up a good fight, but eventually they subdued him. You know, he's starting to come around. That's, that's very good. That's... Like he uh, he hears your side of the story and what happened, and he's you know he's he's thinking about it, and obviously you know by the time you arrive at the gates, he's he's a lot quieter, um, calmer, and so you approach, and before you can even hail the guards who are watching from the ramparts above, you hear and see the small door between the feet of the enormous statue on your left open. A dozen fully armed warriors march out and flank you. Another faces the party and brusquely says follow me they lead you into the mountain and you can almost feel the tension in the air is anyone glad to see us <laughs> the doors uh, i don't know where the stares you received during your initial visit were mostly from curiosity many are now openly hostile glares see? some of the younger dwarves even appear to be posturing for a fight but one grim look from the lead dwarf forces them to turn away you make it into High Mountain Hall without a confrontation, but you feel the odds of making it out again have dropped with each stony face you passed. <sighs> you see clan chiefs being ushered into the tiers ahead as the bronze doors close ominously behind you. Dorgold sits atop his throne, ready in his battle ar armor, <clears throat> although it appears scuffed and dented. Corrigan stands quietly next to him, and when the doors close, he taps his staff on the stone floor, which sends a reverberating clang throughout the chamber. Corgan acts as if he's about to speak, but Dorgal cuts him off and says, Why have you returned to my mountain? Because what? we did what you asked us to do, and <laughs> yeah. we were like very happy, and we thought we were going to be, ex you'd be excited God. to see us. Cause we have come yeah. to bring the good news of the death of Zunalu Zane. I will bring out a bag, fish around. King, I present you the head of Zunalu Zane. It's just beard hair. Let me get that out. Hold on. <laughs> Wrong one. Here you go. The head of Zona <laughs> Uh It's, uh, you know, when you pull out the head, there are gasps that, you know, you can hear from the assembled dwarf, uh, dwarves and uh, followed by an eerie silence. Um, the next noise you hear is Dorgold rising from his throne and slowly clambering down the steps toward you. Uh, he reaches at the bottom and uh, grabs the head and he looks at it like he's studying it very carefully and then he quickly turns and holds it up for the rest of the assembled dwarves to see. And uh, he looks like he's about ready to speak, and a female dwarf on the upper tier shouts down, How do we know this is the same drow? This could be a trick. We killed her and all of her clan. There are many of them. Um, and then another dwarf, who had just recently come in and sat down on the upper tier, uh, stands up a little wobbly. And you can see it's Craddock. And uh, he looks uh, down the row uh, at this uh, female dwarf. And he obviously is trying to say it very clearly uh, and calmly. And he says, Since when have the dwarves of Umberstone become so untrusting and full of doubt? 
Since when have our manners been overruled by our tongues? Our king speaks, and we should listen. Uh, the king looks a little bit confused uh, and looks up at Craddock and kind of gives him a, a nod and a uh, little surprising. Um, and then the king speaks. More than 100 years ago, 524 of the bravest sons and daughters of Umberstone were taken from us. We have long believed that the dark elf renegade Zuna Luzane was somehow behind this tragedy, and now we have her head. It is poor payment for those lost, but I, for one, will relish it just the same. Now, how can the folk of Umberstone ever repay you for this gift? He well, turns and looks at you. I, I thought so. we had negotiated all this ahead of time. <clears throat> yeah. You're going to join the fight. Yes, it's a little bit of theater. If you recall, mm -hmm. you know, this was his plan, his and Corrigan's plan. But, uh, you know, the intent was to win over the rest of the clan chiefs oh, and stuff. So Stand like with us shoulder to shoulder against the forces, again, the forces that threaten our land. Together we will bring peace and safety. <laughs> uh, he looks very thoughtful. Uh, he glances around the, you know, other clan chiefs. And he says, your request has been heard, and now you shall have my reply. Lads, it's time to polish that armor and sharpen those axes, because the dwarves are going to war. And with that, the dwarves erupt in loud cheers and whoops of joy. <laughs> they stamp their feet and bang their fists on the long tables, all except the, you know, the one female dwarf that was questioning you from the top tier, but she she looks resigned to the predicament she finds herself in, and... I'm going to shoot her a smile. <laughs> wink? Yeah, a wink. Definitely uh, a wink. So, uh, you look, and, you know, Craddock's giving you, like, a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> like, good job. Can we do the air <clears throat> high five? <laughs> you can. Uh, question. <clears throat> Craddock's was standing next to her? Uh, he entered, you know, late. Was assuming. he standing near her, though? Uh, he was on Could kind he, of the opposite end. Oh, so you can't misinterpret that wink towards him. No, okay, <laughs> you can you can that. send another. I'm not winking. Oh, okay. Uh, but <laughs> you guys have successfully won the dwarves over. I'm just so he didn't think the thumbs up. Okay, I didn't want it to be you know misconstrued. Yes, thank you. Weird. It's fine if he you know he's attracted <laughs> to me. <laughs> Who isn't right? If they can see you in the shadows. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I don't think anybody's seen your face, but you know, um, Corrigan approaches, uh, and, uh, he comes down the stairs. The, the dwarves are still celebrating and you see the doors open and, uh, people are bringing in food and drink. Um, and the clan chiefs are going to have a big, big old party here. These people are nuts. They're, They're celebrating nuts. going off to war. Yeah, well, it's been a long time. They're endangering themselves. They've been uh, pretty crazy. isolated for more than 100 years. I mean, feeling kind of like, you know, weak. A little cabin fever. Yeah, a little cabin fever, maybe. <laughs> Nothing like a good war to cure that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I would like to go to the king and just pull him aside and say, <clears throat> spilling the blood of this drow was, was our pleasure. If, I, if you may, let me take a lock of this silver hair remind me of such greatness <laughs> okay hey you don't get to look askance at him Cole. show <laughs> whatever finger guy. yeah I was say, now we're just we're carrying around all kinds of body parts and <laughs> yeah. our hair their hair uh, we can start some extension and like making extensions it's just so they have a very drow have very unique hair and i've got larchwood's mullet in my back pocket <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Okay, so you could take a trophy. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Plenty of hair to grow. It's you know, a go, lock. Go around. Um, so, uh, Corrigan comes down, you know, he shakes your hand. Um, he tells you that he has, uh, runners headed all over Umberstone to spread the news. Um, and that he had, uh, you know, had some people waiting to head off to, uh, to Old Home. And so he's already sending people off to Old Home to let them know the news before you get there. That is good news. Yeah, check that off the box. Yeah. Well, our work is not done. We still have much to do. 
And the, yeah. day, the day is surprisingly young considering everything that's happened. Yes. I mean, uh, obviously this all took some time to get you in and, you know, the once drunk uh, Craddock who you tied up and dragged to Umberstown <laughs> had, had to have some time to get untied and find his way to the high mountain hall. But uh, so, you know, it's probably still like it's probably mid-afternoon. And do we want to stay a night and then head out? I just want to stay here again. You just head out now? Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds reasonable to me. So you're going to pass on your uh, plans to Dorgold and Corrigan and mm-hmm. head on out? All right. I don't know if we needed to get anything in writing from them to take to the queen. Yeah, probably a good idea. I mean... Some sort of uh, agreement and... A lock of hair, perhaps. Signatures. And... Uh, you just give them own and say that's theirs. I don't remember what was what was required other than them telling us. No, uh, I mean that's that's kind of what the uh, the people of Corrigan had ready to go and you know already sent off. Oh, that's so what their job was supposed already to. Already sent the agreement ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, the the king had a lot of confidence in our success. He did. He might have might have heard that uh, you guys were successful somehow. I don't know. Corrigan has powers. He's got his own wizards and stuff that he has under his control, you know, work with them. So you, you don't know. Plus, he has agents all over. Like you said, he was the one that was funding people like uh, Bjorn, drow killers. Um, so he might have his own. Slayer. I like Slayer. But drow like Slayer. Uh, so he may have his own people out there and uh watching this but you guys are just gonna come in watch them get rowdy and then head head on out do a mic drop in the head (laughs) i don't know probably have a big lunch and a few drinks and then be like okay all right let's gonna get some get some miles under our feet not too many drinks cold show just enough three or four it's cold out. Well, I can imagine your dwarven belt helps you or that helps with drinking too i mean (laughs) should write that in Yeah. yeah really should it takes twice as much. To... They see that as how a dwarf drinks is the same reaction as poison, you know. So you are resistant yeah. to poison. Ah, there you go. So you can drink more. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, yeah. If you're resistant to poison, I wonder if you can't get drunk. I don't know. You can try. I suppose. All it is is <laughs> like not, poison, right? Let's not try today. Maybe when you get to your horse so you can do most of the work. <laughs> yes. I miss my horse. Um, so you guys, uh, head on out and, uh, as you leave, you can see that, uh, Corrigan's messengers that he set, sent out throughout the, the stronghold have already done a lot of their work and, you know, people are there and they're kind of cheering you on as you walk out. It's just how quickly things happen around here. So great Corrigan, is there something that you may have for us to help us with our journeys or anything that you think that could... That's my boy. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, never hurts uh, the ass. Never hurts the ass. (laughs) Uh, Handshake do. Okay. uh, Gives you a handshake, and uh, you guys get out on your way. It's 101, guys. (laughs) You always ask for help. You got to ask, right? Uh, And you guys uh, head back out into the snow and uh, get claps on the back from the guards at the front gate. Um, they're all eager to, yeah, you know, go to war and use their <laughs> axes on things. Okay, that... good for you. Yeah. Right, well, it was a pleasure. Better than, all, uh, than, we'll than us. See That's you guys right. on the battlefield. Okay, so you guys head on out, and I'll say you make it um, maybe a quarter of the way before dark set sets in, quarter of the way to um, Skyburn Hall, mm-hmm. and um, you can camp for the night. Mm-hmm. We do so. Okay. Roll some perception. Oh, my. See if we can get a fight out of this yet, right? So rude. There'll be a fight yet. Craddock is back. Uh, 23. So do I. There we go. We're very on, nice. on edge. Okay. So, yeah. All of the events that happened uh, have happened to you recently. Uh, been kind of a whirlwind uh, cave tour of the drow back to the dwarves so you guys are still pretty amped up and uh, don't notice anything 
Just a quiet but cold night in the mountains. Okay. Continue on the next day. You should roll for beard. Oh, yes. Beard, beard, beard. (laughs) Got to collect that beard hair somehow. Oh, no beard tonight. Ah, bummer. Yeah, that makes the morning a little easier. Yeah. Uh, That might keep your face warmer, though. That is true. Yeah, that'd be nice. And then you can, you know, hand the excess off to your friends. No. I can make you like a face mask, beard masks. (laughs) (laughs) I think more like a tunic, you know. Uh, so you guys wander off and you uh, manage to make it to uh, Skyburn Hall. And so you get to that point where you see the, you know, steps to your left that lead up over the rim of the uh, this dormant volcano uh, where the monastery sits. Or you can continue on. I mean, do do you want to see your aunt? Do we see any people? No, I want to go down and see yeah, my horse. I think we'll have to done. fight Miss people horse. again to get in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I thought that once we'd done it, they're like, "Oh, they're cool." Yeah, yeah. but they seem to like to change rules on us. Right? Honestly, yeah, exactly. uh, they're, they're like, "Did you get your hand stamped?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they moved uh, the goalposts. <laughs> I'm good to not go see the monks again. Okay, yeah, me too. They really did not seem too helpful. Okay, so right. you 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 wander off. Down the mountain further, and you're making pretty good time. Uh, it starts to, uh, a storm starts to roll in towards the end of the day. Uh, it starts to snow, nothing too drastic, but uh, you'll have to make a, a camp in the swirling wind and snow of the mountains in early winter. So let's roll some perceptions again. And now I'm back on natural one. I rolled a two. Oh, I got the 13. Wow. A 19. 19? Okay. Someone's paying attention. Um, So at night, um, you know, some some wolves managed to uh, (gasps) steal into your camp. Mm. And they steal your cache of beard hair and run (laughs) off with it. No. (laughs) No. Uh, only the bleeding of uh, your goat uh, wakes you up in time uh, and to chase the wolves off before they rummage through your packs and actually get anything. So uh, close, close call. I'm glad they did not try to take Ajax. Yeah, thank you, Ajax, that right? You'd be a tasty little wolf treat. The pronunciation of bleeding and bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Bleeding. <laughs> the yes, bleeding only the bleeding of the goat. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we have not heard Ajax a, a good while. guard goat. Yeah. I actually rolled for him and, and he got like a 26. Oh, <laughs> good job. That's Ajax. awesome. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Ajax kind of uh, roused you from your slumber, whoever fell asleep, and uh, chased off these wolves. And so you continue on your journey. I was not asleep. I was just watching the wolves. Oh, yeah. No. Right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That's not my hair. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's awesome. Um, and so you make it uh, down um, to that halfway point um, uh, where basically you found the, the wreckage of the you know previous caravan right. is on your way up, if you recall that. Yes. Um, and uh, you pass that, and you're you're basically, if you really push it, you can probably make it all the way to uh, far below. I, I think we should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All the way. Yeah. Okay. So you'll get there after dark. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can stay in the, the nice little hostel. Okay. Perfect. So you get there, and um, it's it's dark. It's quiet. Uh, you see a few uh, flickering torches in some of those guard houses that were around the uh, perimeter of this little encampment. And you um, try to find somebody to see if there's a place to stay. And you you run into, you manage to rouse somebody who looks very sleepy. Uh, kind of a balding, older gentleman named Brother Randall. Brother Randall is like, oh, oh, is. It's you. You, you. You're the ones uh, Vala has talked about. Uh, she, she wanted to see you if, if you ever came back this way. Of course, uh, and, we came back. Our horses are here. Yes, yes, of course, of course, and and they're they're doing fine. But, oh, good. Uh, Sister Vala, I, I don't know if she'd be awake at this hour, but uh, I know she she went to her cabin to rest. She was she was feeling quite tired. It's fine. We'll see her for breakfast. Uh, all right. Yes, uh, I'll find you a place to stay. 
So I want he, to see my horse first, though. Okay, so you can go up and see your horse, do all that. Oh, dark story, I missed you. <laughs> Who's a good horse? Who's a good horse? The only one you can trust. Oh, yeah, the only one. Uh, so he, he, your horses are fine. Uh, Darkstar is really happy to see you. Um, and you can, uh, you know, get some, uh, give them some food and apples and stuff and, uh, you know, tuck them in for the night and then go back to the hostel and, you know, Brother Randall has quarters for you. Oh, nice. Okay. Perfect. Okay. We'll show too many attachments or chains that bind you. <laughs> I'm going to think of some wiser play in the night, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm much too tired right now, though. Okay, so you go back, uh, you know, there's there's a space. Not too many other pilgrims there. Uh, winter is obviously not a popular time to be making this trek up to the monastery. So... That's why we got the tickets so cheap. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, But there's plenty of space in this common area for you to cook up some food hang out, you know, there's uh, food and ale there that, uh, you know, can be provided. Uh, it's all, it's all uh, on the house because you're friends of Sister Vala. So, um, you can cook up a meal, call show if you want. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, if they're not doing the work for us, then yeah. No, they, they mostly all of them seem, you know, to be in bed and like you actually had to wake Brother Randall. I mean, it's yeah. fairly late, but you guys have really pushed it. Oh, so. sure. Um, if you wanted to get a hot meal, you could. If it's free. You should yeah. make all the food. Yeah, I'll whip something up. Something light. Okay. So, uh, why don't you roll perception again? Oh. Inside the hostel? Sure. I have 19, which is like amazing for Thora. Nice. I got 16. 16 for yeah, me too. 13. Nice. So... Thora. Uh, in the in the middle of the night, you feel like you know one of the one of the windows. The windows are not the best. Um, you know they're kind of uh, um, cheaply made glass, very crude, uh, so you can't get a clear picture of what was outside. But uh, during the night, um, a couple of you felt like you saw some kind of figure standing outside the window. Um, couldn't what, get a. It wasn't me. <laughs> it might have been you okay. going using the bathroom. Uh, so you, uh, you know, thought it was weird because it seems so quiet, you know, that someone would be poking around, um, you know, but obviously no one tried to enter or bother you while you were resting. Um, but just a couple of you happened to, you know, maybe you were tossing and turning. I don't know if you're even keeping watch since you're in the hostel. Um, no, but you I did. Think we're probably always keeping watch at this point. Yeah. Uh, but you, a couple of you did manage to notice some shadowy sort of shape outside of the window. Okay. Well, I mean, like enough that I would get up and investigate? Probably not. I mean, since they're, I mean, they're monks all around, just it felt odd. Like oh. you made a note of it, but when nothing happened after a few minutes, it's probably something that you would just go back to doing what you were doing. Um, actually what I would probably do is cast clear audience and put the sensor outside the walls to see who's looking at us. Okay. What did you roll again? 16. Okay. Well, you weren't the one that saw it, so. Don't. don't. You said some of you. Yeah, the 19s? Two of you had 19s? No, just no. me. She had just, 19. Just 19. There is 16. I had 13. 13. Oh, okay. So it was you two. Don't, uh, okay, let's finish what you can do then. So yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what does that do? Uh, it lets me see from, you know, a different vantage. So I can put my sight outside the wall. Okay. So you see um, tracks uh, outside the wall. Um, and you see a figure. Uh, looks average height, build, you know, uh, appears to be human. Um just very, you know, unassuming, uh, and just walking off into the, you know, around the camp. That's it. And he's not peeping in the windows. Uh, you, well, when, by the time you noticed 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already moving on. Already moving on. So it could be a guard that's making a circuit around the camp. You don't know. I mean, it wasn't an orc. wasn't like a, you know, non-human, non-humanoid creature or anything a, that you can tell. shaped yeah. creature. Yeah. Okay. Average height, average build. Very average. Very average. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Suspiciously average. Well, in the morning, I will share with everybody that I saw this and it just made me feel kind of ick. Creeped out? Yeah, a little creeped out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I can go out and check the tracks. Yeah. There you go. All right. So you can go out. You want to roll survival? Sure. Mm. Uh, it's only a 10. Ten? I get the tracking on humans. So let's see yeah. if I have uh, 20. <laughs> 20? Okay, so you can see that the wind has kind of filled in most of the tracks. Um, so is it snow covered? Are we down here? Yeah, there's it, oh, there's mm-hmm. snow on okay, the ground. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, the the tracks kind of seem to wander all around the camp. Um, so it could be a guard. They were physical tracks, though. Yes. Just so this was a physical being. Right? Yes, absolutely. That's what yeah. It looked like. So yeah, it looks you know average size tracks. Making a circuit a couple of times through the through the night. Some spots it's kind of blown in more. Could be and guards, you know, we can talk to her about that. Yeah, yeah, you can talk to Bala I about think that. There was any monks working the night shift? Right, right. No graveyard shift. I mean, it was very quiet when you guys rolled in, uh, so that's that's probably why it you know raised a little concern for for you. Um, but yeah, so breakfast. Yes, this is the first breakfast, right? Yeah, first yeah. breakfast for you. Yep. And then we're going to talk to Vala. Vala, okay. So you managed to uh, round up Randall, brother Randall, and he tells you that, you know, where Sister Vala's cabin is, there's a small ridge behind the main hostel. Um, and uh, up on beyond the ridge, there's a little cabin that she maintains there. So um, even though a lot of times, you know, he tells you more than you need to know, she stays in the hostel itself. But uh, sometimes she likes to go to her cabin just to check out you know listen to her tunes have some me time I yeah get right it. yeah i get okay. it well i guess we'll trudge over there okay so you uh head back over there and you can see that some of the tracks and stuff um you know they they bled up to this cabin too so um you know but you can't tell if they're the same tracks that you know went around your window at night but you get up there and you do see a small cabin and you approach the small cabin, and you're going in, knocking. What are yeah, you going to do? Knock. Be polite. We'll knock okay. on the door. So you start to knock on the door, and it kind of swings in a little oh, bit. No, sister. Are there any windows? Uh, there are windows, but they are again pretty, Crummy. pretty okay. crappy. Yeah. I'll draw my sword. I'm going to go around. Is there a back door to this place as well? Uh, there's no back door. Okay. I'll step in the door. Look around. Okay. So you step inside, and I'll put it up on your map oh. now. <laughs> Maps are never really a good sign. <laughs> Someone's feeling feisty. Or maybe it's just showing us where all the good treasure is. Yes, there yeah. you go. Uh, so you're outside of this little uh, cabin, and uh, Kulsho was going to step in. Hello. And you see a small room with a with a table, some bookshelves. Um, but the strange thing is that there's a door leading to your left and there's a lantern that has been broken. It's lying on the floor in front of this doorway. All right, I'll turn back. There could be trouble. So there's a door. So this is actually kind of a big cabin. Uh, yeah, I'll move over to that door to the left. I'll Stepping follow. over the broken glass. I'll follow in. Okay. Trying to be stealthy. Yeah, we, I will follow too. All right. And as you get close enough, Call Show, since you're in the lead, you can see peer into this room, and it looks to be a kind of a living room sort of uh, uh, arrangement with a fireplace. And you see on the floor the body of Sister Vala 
Oh no. And there's a average looking, very unassuming human male sitting in a comfy chair in front of a roaring fire. Is he suspiciously average? Suspiciously average. And that's where we'll leave it. Cool. Uh, That's a good ending. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you you did that whole uh, Craddock thing just like we (laughs) managed to catch up on some episodes there because you skipped that fight (laughs) completely. (laughs) We got through a lot of stuff without killing anybody. I know. That was pretty amazing. It's a point to note that you... You know, in the world of mastering the dungeon, you also get, from what I understand, experience points from <laughs> not fighting just as much as you for fighting. It's That's the right. experience. We defeated That's Craddock. true. And uh, good thing that you said that because you guys have leveled up. Yay! Hey! There it is. Yep. So if everybody's wondering, that means that we are at level seven. Level seven. <laughs> correct. Uh, so yeah, good job, everybody. You handled that really well, and nice spell, Alaron. Yeah, on, uh, yeah. yeah, that was excellent. That was yeah, that's perfect. You made the orcs laugh. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll uh, see you guys level seven next time. And until then, have a great week. All right. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.